0: Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Clausen. You're listening to the Fully Restored Podcast. I am so excited. To be joined by Marva Smith, who is a contributing author to the She Writes for Him, Black Voices of Wisdom book that has just been released. This book is filled with powerful stories, which are all valuable and need to be spoken, written for our society, for our world today. Friends, we need to create spaces where we can be honest, where we can be transparent, and conduits a change for the equality of all of God's children. And I love that this specifically focuses on the black voices of wisdom. We need to hear your voices. You are my sister. They are all our sisters. And we need to encourage one another and be that conduit for God's blessing and movement in all of our lives. I'm honored to have a group of ladies over the next few weeks who are sharing their stories. So yes, I get to interview a few of the ladies that are on this book, and I am so excited because each of their stories is so unique and different, and they're contributed to this book, and it is an ordained book for such a time as this. So Marva, welcome to the Fully Restored podcast. I am so honored to have you with me today.
1: Hi, Kristen. And hi, everyone. I am definitely thrilled to be here. And I'm so grateful for your hospitality and just inviting us into your living room so that we can have this conversation. And I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. So before we jump in, we may be hearing something in the background. Could you let us know what that might be?
1: You may hear a booster or two. (laughs) I live in the Caribbean and you know, we have, I actually have a rooster outside of my yard and he, he was making a lot of noise this morning So he may want to be a part of the conversation. So if you hear that, don't be surprised. And it's a windy day out today as well. My windows are open. So you may hear some howling winds as well. So it's all par for the course when you live in the Caribbean.
0: So I feel like you just set the scene for us, that we are there in your living room with you. The wind is open. The breeze is coming through. There's the roosters crowing. Is there a smell of the ocean in the air?
1: Well, you know, I might have gotten used to the smell, but the ocean is right within my vision. I, You know, I can stay right here in my house and look out and see the ocean right there, and then the next island over. So it's a beautiful view. I wish you could be here in person.
0: (laughs) Oh, it sounds wonderful. I'm there with you right now. I feel that. So thank you for painting a picture for me and the listeners as we are joining you on your island. So Marva, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, the work you do, and your family?
1: Sure thing. I'm actually, as I mentioned, living in the Caribbean. I've been, you know, born and raised in the Caribbean all my life and actually educated in the U.S. And right now I do management consulting, training and coaching and work and life coaching one-on-one with with career women. So I'm married over about 17 years now, and we have two teenagers, Jaden, who's 15, and Janai, And I've been a Christian for just over 21 years. So, you know, just really during my my college years, actually living in the U.S. is when I became a Christian. You know, I'd grown up going to church all my life, but really at that point, you know, really gained a full understanding and commitment to to walking with the Lord. And so it's been an interesting journey. and, And I think we'll get into some of the highlights of that journey in our conversation today, Kristen. But just to see how God has been at work in my life all these years, it's amazing. Isn't it amazing when we look back
0: at our lives and we see where God met us and we see that, you know, the seeds that were even planted before that big moment of change and transition where we fully invite God into our life, like we knew of him, but when we fully invite him and and to look back before that and say, oh, wow, look at all those seeds that were planted in my life. So I love, I love that story of yours of uh, and the work that you do. Um, women need this, right? Women need to step into who God has called and created them to be, right?
1: Yeah, we do. You know, I had a full career in public service in just, you know, architecture and urban design. And that was my dream for many years. And honestly, Kristen, I got to a point where I felt like I was giving my all to all the wrong things. You know, it was my dream. But yet I felt like God was calling me to something more. And I feel like that's what he's calling me to now to help women to find what that more is for them, because we can have our, you know, personal dreams. And I believe God puts those dreams in our hearts for a reason. But I also believe that he plants something there that is meant to be eternal as well. And it's really just figuring out what that is and being able to step into our purpose in a much more fuller way than we may have known before.
0: Hmm. So some women listening to you to right now may be saying, I need a coach. And so at the end, we're going to give you information on how to contact Marva, because you are inspiring many people right now who are saying, I'm doing a job that, you know, it it doesn't bring me joy anymore. It just, it's work, but it doesn't feel like my call. It doesn't feel like my purpose of what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Right. Yeah. So Marva, let's shift gears. And could you share with us about your own
1: fully restored story? Oh, I'd be happy to. I think when you think about life in the Caribbean, you know, just as we started talking about, you know, you can paint a picture of, you know, paradise and, you know, just how things look perfect and and all like utopia. But reality is everywhere. And what I found is, you know, in the past five to six years in particular, there have been some really difficult times. and, And I believe this is something that many people can relate to, you know, not just the pandemic, but even before that, you know, in 2015, I think one of the turning points was when I lost my father and he had been sick for about over the period of about a year. And it was a slow process of just seeing him go, you know, from one doctor to the next and one medical procedure to the next. And we kind of knew what was coming, but still it was just so difficult to lose him. And that was a turning point for me personally. And then, you know, you you go through that grieving process to the point where I I got tired of waking up every morning and crying my eyes out and and decided I needed to kind of get up and do something about that. And you know, started writing and, you know, I started a blog and finding encouragement for myself and finding a way to share that with others as well. But that wasn't the end of the story. Just about a year later, you know, I lost my brother quite tragically. He was um lost at sea. And that was just really one of the most traumatic experiences that I had been through and and certainly my family as well. And it was just going through that grieving process again and really going back to God and asking God, well, you know, how does this happen? And just wrestling with God about those things. But that wasn't the end, Kristen. You know, in 2017, there was another devastation for us, not just for my family, but my entire island and our country, when we were hit with the 2017 hurricanes, Hurricanes Irma, and then two weeks later, Hurricane Maria. And that was like two monster storms and really devastated our islands and just devastated our lives in a very real way. My own family, we were um, relocated just to have the time and space and wherewithal to to rebuild our home and just, you know, to pick up the pieces. And during that time of relocation, within a couple of weeks of relocating, my husband's father passed away he had moved with us after the storm and you know then just fell ill and passed away in that short period of time and i felt like it's just one storm after another you know just literal storms yes but figurative storms as well and i realized that even though those were really difficult times and i i can't even say that we we past all the storms because storms just seem to keep coming in one form or another but those storms have been teaching me how to trust in God even more than I was before. And so it's been a whole journey of looking at the storms and looking for the purpose in the storm, not just looking at the storm and thinking, well, why? But looking for the deeper meaning behind it uh, as to how God was at work. And so, I mean, I could go on and talk more and more about these storms, Kristen, but just to really paint that picture that we all have storms. You know, it's just how do we approach God when we face them?
0: Uh, you are my heart, Marva. Um, first of all, because I always am like, what is the purpose? Like, there's always a deeper meaning behind what we're going through. And also, as you were sharing of just the, well, it's been six years now since that started, starting back in 2015, you know, there are a lot of us that, because I was thinking, you know, you live in a place where hurricanes happen. And although, not all of them were physical hurricane storms. They were there in 2017, what happened. All of those instances are those monster storms that hit us in our life. You know, the loss of your father or, or even before that, watching him go through all the different treatment and everything, different doctors, as you had mentioned, and the loss of your brother at sea. I mean, these are horrific storms that happened in your life. How were you able to endure? I mean, you talked about finding the purpose in the storm. I can recall just because I had been on a cruise during the 2017, I I don't recall which one it was. I think it was Irma. And we were in the area of you all. And I can remember that it was when it was between some islands and it was in the islands for like a 36 hour period or something where it just kind of ping ponged back and forth between the islands. And my heart was just breaking thinking, you know, they're trying to just gasp and and catch air. And like, when is the storm going to end? And, you know, as we were praying and interceding while we were on our cruise with another couple and we just, uh, your islands were on our heart, you know, all of your people from the islands were on our heart and we were just praying for them all during our whole cruise and listening to reports and waiting for the captain to tell us, you know, what's happening and where it's at, because we were disconnected. But we were on a boat in safety and you were in the middle of the storms and you're in the middle of all those different storms that you went through. And then when you just think you're catching your breath, boom, your husband's father passed away. So what gave you strength to keep walking, to keep pressing, to not give up on God?
1: When I think about it, Kristen, as even you mentioned just now about the prayers of others, I believe that is such an important and powerful piece that God uses. Yeah. Because at the time, I mean, I didn't know that there were others who were praying for us. And, you know, when we went through that storm, it it took days to, to find out about our loved ones. You know, I didn't get to see my mother until a few days later because Once the storm had passed, you couldn't get out from you know your neighborhood because roads were blocked and trees were down and rubble and all sorts of things. But you know, and then when we were finally able to hear and to kind of get in touch with the real world, you know, like a week later, then you heard about all the people who were praying. Who could see on the news where this storm was and you know, who could hear because we were just out of touch completely. Yeah. And I believe those prayers really carried us through in a very real sense, but it's also us putting our trust in God. And it's not to say that we will put our trust in God and all will always be well, Yeah. but yeah. that we can trust that he's the one who can, who is able to see us through. And even if not, that we will still trust him. And I think yeah. that's what's taken me through all the storms that I've been through in my life. And I feel like even now I'm going through storms and he continues to take me through because I can see God's faithfulness in the past, Mm -hmm. in my own life, in the lives of others, in the lives of people in the Bible. And that gives me such a great sense of hope that he will be faithful in my present and in my future as well. I love that,
0: that he'll be faithful in my present and in my future. That is a good one. That's a Marva quote. So Marva, as a contributing author to the She Writes for Him, Black Voices of Wisdom, what is the message from your chapter that you would like to share with our listeners today?
1: You you probably won't be surprised to hear that my chapter is called In the Middle of the Storm. Yes. (laughs) So in my chapter, In the Middle of the Storm, I really zone in on what it means to be in a storm. And, you know, I use my own personal example of the physical storms that we had been through, but I also tied it back to the story of Peter walking on the water and how, you know, that was a storm in itself that he he ventured out into. But the whole unifying point that I want to bring home is that no matter who you are, no matter your race, your, your gender, your, you know, religious affiliation or whatever it is, you will go through a storm at some point in your life. If you haven't already, you know, trust me, it's, it's somewhere around the corner and it's not meant to be morbid or anything like that. But this is just the reality of, of the life that, you know, the, the world that we live in. So we all can relate to storms in one form or another. And so my point in, in writing this chapter is to really bring you back to the one who stills the storm, to the one who is with you during the storm to the one who gives you hope in spite of the storm. And so I feel like that's something that we can all relate to and something that we can all hold on to when we have hope in God.
0: I'm writing down as we are talking because I love, um, I I feel like Marva, you've got some quotes there that uh, we could just post for everyone and hope in spite of the storm. You're right when you say, you know, we have to be honest about what life brings us storms. And I think what happens often is as Christians, we can become disillusioned and think that we're not supposed to have storms once we become a Christian. And then get angry at God, maybe don't go to church or different things because a storm comes. And instead of going back to God, what is the purpose of this storm? to find the deeper meaning. What is the work that you're doing in my life in the middle of this storm and to find hope in spite of the storm? I loved your chapter. It was a very powerful chapter. Just your message and your writing is just so beautiful. And I love that you're, you're reminding us that God invites us to trust him in the middle of our storms because we're gonna have them. We're gonna have life difficulties. So with your life experience, where God has brought you today, what are two or three things that you can share with our listeners as they're navigating their own journey of healing, their own journey of walking through
1: storms of life? The first thing I would start with is prayer. Yeah. You know, when we're faced with a storm of of any type, we need to go back to God, to, to our father, because he's the one who's going to give us the hope and the strength to get through that storm you know really he can handle our our questions and our concerns and our fears and even those difficult questions as to why and you know why me and and why this and why now he can handle all of that so it really starts with that communication with god to really ask him to show you show you that that reason behind the storm show show you what he wants you to learn in the storm show you what he wants you to take away from it because i i'm convinced that every storm serves a purpose and yeah. the second thing i would say is to be able to find encouragement from others and i mentioned that for me sometimes it means looking back to those biblical examples those you know heroes of the faith if you will Sometimes they're heroes of the faith, like, you know, the big names in the Bible. And sometimes it's those, you know, one name, you know, one word mentions in the Bible. But all those biblical characters have a story to tell. And we can learn so much from them as to how they face their own storms as well. And sometimes it's looking even closer home to the the persons we have in our circle, you know, to persons in our community, to even those who are not exactly like us and they're going through a storm and how are they managing and that's why community is so important, because when you're in the middle of a storm, sometimes you can start to feel like you're really all alone, when in fact you're not. So being able to open up those conversations and say, "How are you doing? How are you making it through your storm? What have you learned in your storm?" I think those kind of questions are really key to, to moving forward and to be able to, to find the hope that God has stored for you in that storm.
0: As you were talking, I was just thinking about... That often when we go in storms, I think of Job, that his friends wanted to give their opinion on his storm. And as you've mentioned, we've all had storms, and I've had some big ones in my life as well. And one of the things, as you're talking about community and encouragement, and yes, the heroes of faith, but also our, our friends and family and community people, the ones that helped the most with what I needed the most were the ones that didn't come with their agenda or their opinion. They were the ones that came to listen. They were the ones that came when they listened, they encouraged me and directed me back to God and prayed with me in the middle of whatever that storm. They weren't the ones that came with, I guess, their agenda. That's the easiest way because there's all kinds of storms, you know, as we know. Um, You know, you're talking about loss of life and loved ones and then hurricane, um, but there's different types of storms that we face in our life and storms in our marriage or in our finances or with our children or with a loved one in addiction. I mean, the, the list can go on and on. The storms that we have had in our society, the things that are coming to the surface that have been there and many people have been in the storm, it's just many people are beginning to acknowledge, oh, you have been in a storm. And you know, listening, that art of just listening, and in a in a time in society where everybody wants to share their opinion, I think we forgot how to listen. Would you agree with that?
1: I do and I'm so glad you brought up that point because Kristen, I think you you hit the nail on the head. Listening is is just it's like foundational, isn't it? Yeah. Because I love the thought of being able to listen in order to understand. Yeah. Sometimes we listen so that we can have our turn to speak (laughs) and that doesn't quite work, you know, and, and, you know, like you said, with your friends and people who came to perhaps comfort and, and, you know, figure out what was going on with you, Sometimes they came to listen so that they can tell you what to do next. Yeah. And that's not as helpful as a person Mm -hmm. who comes just to listen and to empathize and to to just sit there with you as, you know, just as Joe was in his mess, right? To just sit there with him and listen. And I think when we have those in our lives who are willing to listen so as to understand, those are the deep connections that we're able to make.
0: Yeah. Those are the life-changing connections. Those are the bonds and the relationships that it's like, I can trust that person. They're not coming with an agenda. They're coming to just support me and to hear me. Yeah. That life-changing relationships and just, you know, now I want to clarify something because some people are going to say, yeah, but we all have blinders in our life and we all have areas that we don't recognize. When you're in the middle of a storm that is not the time to come in to your friend when they're in the middle of the storm and start giving your opinion. That's not the time to do it. it in fact, I can think of different times, and Marva, I, I imagine you may be able to think of different times as well, that when you were in the middle of the storm that was so devastating, you couldn't even focus on other people talking about their opinions. Your focus was it was hard, it was just to get because the grief or the difficulty of whatever you were facing was so hard that you were trying to just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and trying to walk through what you were walking through, and you know thinking about a physical storm, so when a hurricane is happening, and people are in hiding, waiting out the storm, that's not the time for the neighbor to come and knock on the door and say, okay, well, you need to be doing this, this, and this in your life that have nothing to do with that storm. In the moment, you know, it's afterwards. It's like, how can I help you repair? So many people just want to share their opinion and they don't recognize when that time is. And, and just having a sensitivity to what God is saying this person needs in their life versus what our opinions are. Have you ran across that?
1: Yeah. And, you know, I actually want to add something to that as well, Kristen, because another thing that I find happens when you're in a storm, you know, somebody might come to you and start talking about their storm and it becomes a comparison between, you know, well, yeah, you think you're going through that, but you know, mine is even worse, you know, or that's nothing compared to what so and so went through. And honestly, that is not helpful. <laughs> that really <Yeah>. isn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if it's sometimes a way of, of trying to empathize, but for anybody who's listening who wants to to help someone who's going through a storm right now, I think the key takeaway here is to be able to listen to understand as opposed to listen to fix or listen to compare or listen to minimize or any of that, you know, because. Yeah, I think sometimes we have good intentions, but when you just sit still and listen to that person's heart, then I believe God can whisper to you what to do next if there's anything to be done. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes yeah. it's just to be there to listen. Yeah. To just be a companion because
0: we're not to be the Holy Spirit to other people. And sometimes we think it's our job to be the Holy Spirit to other people and You're right. Sometimes we just need to sit with them and listen and allow God to do in their life what he's doing in their life. He is the ultimate healer. He is the ultimate restorer. It's not I am restoring people. Even as a counselor, I tell people I am not an expert of your life. You are the expert of your life. And my job is just to help you get unstuck. My job is not to fix people. My job is just to help them get unstuck so that they can move forward into the fullness of who God created them to be. So tell us about the new book and what
1: led you to this work. So the book is called, She Writes for Him, Black Voices of Wisdom. And this is a compilation of 21 different authors, all Black authors, Christian women who share their story. And this came up as an opportunity to just really, you know, put forward your sort of proposal, if you will, to be included in this compilation. And I was just really excited for the opportunity to be able to do that and just prayed through, you know, what God would have me share and and for it to be a success as well. And it's such a great compilation. And and just to, to read the stories that the other women have written, it's like we all have a different story. But they all point into one place and that is God. And that's what I really love about this book, you know, because while I might be writing about the storms of life, so to speak, we find that the stories that the other women have written relate Mm -hmm. to storms of different types. It might be the storm of racism, which is sort of one key facet within the book because it really is about, you know, building that bridge to be able to understand the black sisters you know to understand us and and where we're coming from and what we've been through and how god has been working in our lives and sometimes that storm looks a little bit different from what you may be used to but it's to be able to understand that it's a storm nonetheless and it's impactful nonetheless so i think it's just fantastic to be able to be a part of this project and and to be able to bring it to to those who are willing to listen Yeah.
0: And I love, Marva, actually, that you are the first one to interview because I feel like what we are talking about right now, the value and the importance of listening is what is needed right now. And what a great way to go into the rest of the interviews over the next couple of weeks as they get released of the women, because my heart is just listen, listen. And like you said, To hear the stories of our black sisters, to hear the different storms that you have faced in your life and not to come in. There is enough judging in our world. There is enough stuff going on in our world and I am not in your shoes. My shoes are different and I need to hear and I need to sit with you in a room and truly listen and not get defensive. And listen to your experiences and validate your experiences. Just because they're not my experiences, don't make your experiences not true. And I need to validate your experiences. I need to listen and then find out how can I be a conduit of change? How can I be a part of the change of this movement that is taking place across the United States? and across our world. So my next question is, why is Black Voices of Wisdom needed right now at this time? And we may have just answered that question. Yeah, I think you did, Kristen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But what I love too is, you know, again, that thread of listening, because it's building that bridge. It's understanding that we all have a story. It might look different from somebody else's, But as you said, it doesn't invalidate my story because it looks different from yours. And I feel as though this book provides a safe space for that to happen. So it's not confrontational. We're not even sitting across the room literally from each other, but in a figurative sense where you can, in a safe space, sit and listen and take it in and ask the Holy Spirit, what would you have me do with this information? you know, like to be able to, you know, I've read some of the stories and, you know, every time I read another story, because I, even though I'm one of the authors, I was very intentional. I didn't want to read the book until we got the physical copies and, you know, I got it recently. And so I've been going through the stories and sitting with each one of them in a figurative sense, of course, and just really trying to understand what that woman has gone through in her life, at least in that you know, little slice that she's been able to share with us through her story. And it's just amazing how, again, God has shown up, you know, it always points back to God, whether it's a storm of, you know, a health challenge or storm of in the job on your career, a storm of, you know, as I mentioned with racism or whatever else it might have been that we need to be able to get to a place where we can understand each other a lot more And be willing to just see where the other person is coming from. And I believe that that this book, you know, now more than ever, we need this. We looked at what happened in 2020 in the U.S. in particular with the George Floyd incident. And, you know, it just sparked so much. And I sense that there's a sort of a renewed willingness to, to understand. And I'm so encouraged by that. And so when we have conversations like this, Kristen, as you're hosting now, I feel like my heart is just, you know, it it just jumps with joy because there's that willingness to say, how can I help? What can I do? What do I need to know? Just tell me. And this is where it starts. Absolutely. Oh my
0: goodness. I have loved talking with you, Marva. How can people connect with you online and purchase your book?
1: So the book is online on Amazon. It came out, depends on when this is, it releases 16th of March. So anytime after that it's available it's actually available now for pre-order but you know they will be mailed out as of that time and you can just you know go onto Amazon and find it it's a beautiful head cover book i think you will love it you know it has the, the quotes and the colors and everything and it's just really such a great um, job that Redemption Press has done with this book. So proud to be an author so they can find the book that way and to connect with me marvasmith.com that's my website and anywhere on social media at marva t smith and you can connect with me there well
0: wonderful well thank you marva for joining us today our show notes and all the links shared with us today can be found at my website FullyRestoredLove. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all of our shows. As I mentioned, we are doing a series of interviews and friends, you don't want to miss this series because as you've heard from Talking to Marvo, What a gift this was to be able to interview her today. We would appreciate it when you listen to our podcast, that you share it with your friends and family, leave a review and a rating as well on whatever platform you're listening to us. We really appreciate that. I would love to stay connected with you just like Marva wants to be connected with you. You can find me on Instagram and on my Facebook page. Both of those are at Klaus. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Fully Restored Podcast and you, like me, are walking away from this thinking, okay, I need to become a better listener. I need to support those that are in the middle of the storm and not be like Job's friends that are quick to give their opinion, but instead be quick to rest and to listen. And to understand, as Marva said, listen to understand and to find purpose in the storm that God has a deeper meaning for each of us. And friends, there is hope inside of that storm. And remember, nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus.